You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Voice of Islam breakfast show. I, my name is Asim Hashmi and I am joined by Sahil Munir. Assalamu alaikum Sahil Munir. Wa alaikum wa barakatuhu. Dear listeners, welcome back. A new episode of Breakfast Show. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm Make good. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I'm good. And you? I'm good as well. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you have a sore throat today. That's all right. We'll manage. Inshallah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the weather has gone down a bit as well. Not a bit. Quiet. Yeah. I mean, it's rainy. It is not windy, but it's cold. And um, we need to look after each other. I, I remember last week I, um, I was presenting the show with um, Sharif mm-hmm. and he told me that he got COVID before that. Oh. So um, now you got uh, sore throats so just caring for each other. That's the most important thing. Awesome. What do you think? Absolutely, absolutely. So if you look at the weather forecast, um, today a very mild day, particular in some northern locations windy everywhere particularly so across northwest scotland where there will also be some heavy rain at times elsewhere mostly dry with some brightness although a little drizzle in some hilly areas uh, tonight heavy rain continues at times across uh, northwest scotland and some drizzles in possible in other areas a lot of dry breezy weather and it will be exceptionally mild in places. So, dear listeners, uh, you just heard what Asim has just said about the weather today here in the UK. Make sure that you, when you go out, that you wear at least a coat or jacket and that you are covered for the cold. You are ready prepared not to get any cold. Uh, Asim, um, I think uh, if you talk about healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. or to stay healthy uh, every prophet we believe in he was they were they were basically those who would look after also about the body as well about the heart life as I remember um, the point of the community he knew how to swim how to ride mm-hmm. and he was also active in other um, activity he used to go for a walk straight after the morning prayer like the Holy Prophet people used to do as well mm-hmm. and I think this is something you know uh, we live now in a day and age with mobiles in our hands and we are so occupied with that simple thing and um, well, uh, time has changed uh, what is the right I mean there should, should be a solution that we shouldn't be so much focusing on that simple device we have on our hand okay mm-hmm. it's very handy it's very helpful as well but I believe you agree with me about say that we need to go more out as well we need to be more active as well especially these youngsters especially we who are like unfortunate not unfortunately but who have uh, mobile or social media in our pockets we need to see a bit more of the world as well we need to go out we need to be um, active as well I think the best thing are some yes the best way to stay mm-hmm. healthy is Straight after Fajr prayer, the morning prayer, to go out for a walk for 45 minutes. It is very nice, very calm as well, and uh, yeah, this is very enjoyable. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and you also get uh, 
most freshest air you can get. There are no cars, hardly any cars. So less pollution in the morning and uh, it is good for your health as well, as well of course. I read uh, um, His Holiness, Arabis <coughs> Harpa. He is someone who's very active as well. Absolutely, he goes yeah. Go for a walk as well. And, um, he told me once when he went to Holland, he would ride bicycle at least for 45 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. And, and riding bicycle is very important as well. Absolutely. I mean, nowadays we we have everything on our fingertips, you know, our mobile phones. And we see that our youngsters are getting more and more inclined to, uh, you know, sitting at home on social media, playing games. And I know I remember in our time, look, uh, I'm not that old, but uh, let's say 10 years, 15 <laughs> years back, um, our parents would like say, oh, you're too much outside, you know. Because we would just yeah. used to play outside, uh, play football mm-hmm. and all that. But nowadays parents are saying that their children are just too much, you know, inside and not even going out. You've got, you've got children who are sitting all day in their rooms and on phones, on, and, on and games. They're watching so awful, um, not awful, but so... I mean, they're watching some um, nonsense on, the, on YouTube as well sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. Minecraft... It's basically someone you know showing how he's playing Minecraft or other yeah, games. Yeah. Watching other or people how they're playing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or watching people who are giving preview about these different games. It's a very funny funny thing that, you know, my nephew would come to me and would say, you know, that particular person has said that you should play this game. <laughs> I was like, okay, who is this person? He said, you don't know him, he's very famous on YouTube. I'm sorry, but I don't know any celebrity, YouTube celebrity, celebrity. I don't know any social media style, yeah. what they call themselves, influencer. I didn't have even social media, um, but you know, Hassan, hmm. uh, I remember like you just said that uh, in our time, our parents would t- tell us, mind us, we are t- spending too much time outside. Yeah. I, that, I mean, if you go a few years even back, there would be time without mobiles. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I got my first mobile when I was 16. Oh, really? Without, like, you know, um, with this simple camera and you don't have you, the only text um, messaging service you had was uh, texting through your mobile mm-hmm. not, not having any apps apps were not even um, yeah. you know yeah. discovered so let's discuss, uh, and um, nowadays children they ask their parents in the age of 10 and 11 that I need a mobile yeah and I, I didn't need not not like any mobile I need the latest mobile no lady uh, iPhone 14 <laughs> I need it right now, right? <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, okay, I mean, time, time has changed. Uh, so, um, they are spending too much time on the, watching these videos. And I think the influencers, these so-called influencers, are playing a big role into that as well. That they are even asking their certain material, certain stuff, so that they can get more fame or more money. It's basically... A, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not here to judge anyone. Of course, in social media and, you, and um, in internet, you can find also very interesting and very helpful things as well. But uh, the most important, I believe, thing is that you should spend more time, you should be active as well. And especially as a parent, you just put your mobile away when, when children is around. Uh, you know, I've, someone has told me that mm-hmm. if you like, just say, like, move, leave your mobile for three days, you time will change your life will change a lot of depression anxiety will go away so that is hard you know it's it's not easy it is not easy but i mean you can what you can do is uh take your mobile only out when you have 
I don't know when someone's calling you or you just leave everyone a message that you are not using any social media or WhatsApp or Telegram for the next three days. Mm-hmm. If you have anything, call me and I will be there. Or oh, that's it. Just for three days. And you will see time, how time, how, how your life will change. No, it, it's a good experiment. Absolutely. Totally, should, totally should agree. We would have to tell our bosses as well. <laughs> we Sorry? Won't be, we would have to tell our bosses as well. We won't be using the phone for three days. Yeah. If you want me, you can call me. <laughs> <laughs> or you can come to my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, speaking about health, uh, Sahil, uh, one news is that uh, nurse strike. I know, I've heard about it. So, tens of thousands of NHS nurses, healthcare assistants and midwives will strike this winter over pay. It was confirmed yesterday. There are fears that the resulting drop in staffing levels will lead to thousands of diagnostic tests and elective operations being called at times of record care backlogs. Um, strike action could also pile even more pressure onto the health service at its hardest time of year as it battles winter pressure and expected waves of COVID and flu, meaning both admissions will rise and more staff will be off from work sick. So this this is um, not a good news, I believe, because we already, no, have, no, we already have NHS, which is struggling, you know, and you have so much backlog and now these nurses and healthcare are have decided to strike as well because they're not getting their pay demand. Hmm. Any any news side? Uh, yeah, there are a few other news as well. Um, you know, we had yeah uh, yesterday um the midterm election, mm-hmm. uh, US election, two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Biden has said that. Uh, he was like he is surprised positively mm-hmm. of the uh, midterm results. He said that uh, has expressed yes expressed basically his belief of the Democrats funded over major Republican gains in the midterm. So um, BBC Republicans are inching towards control of the House of Representatives, but Mr. Biden noted that a giant red wave did not materialize on Tuesday night. Either party could still win the Senate, which hangs on three races that are too close to call. The party in power, currently Democrats, usually suffers losses in the president's first midterm elections. But Republican strategists had been hopeful of sweeping victories, given that inflation is at a 50-year high and Mr. Biden approval ratings are relatively low. Um, Asim, Yes. Since Mr. Biden has become the president of the United States, mm-hmm. one person who's been his arch enemy for a long time now is Donald Trump. Absolutely. So he yeah. to get back on the seat as well, where he used to be or, or uh, aiming to rule again the country. Um, ruling a country, you know, as an I think it's not easy. I think I'm pretty sure it's not easy because what I've known for sure is that everyone, every basically every politician, 
who enters or any seed or who just get control of any seed. As soon as he leaves that seed, his color of his hair or the color of her hair will change from, let's say, black to gray or from blonde to gray. And it's a big headache, I think. Uh, knowing that you basically you, you're doing a job where you know that you will either lose your hair or you will lose the color of your hair. So it's your uh, choice. Do you want to keep your hair or lose it? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is indeed. It is. But anyway, it's, 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 it's interesting. Uh, I mean, who, who who said uh, running a country would be easy? You know, you've got yeah, millions of people I, under you, and it's it, not it easy. Be, it would be easy. Everyone have done it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you never know. Maybe you would be the prime minister of the United you, Kingdom. You never know. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll keep you as my assistant, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, let's see if 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 you pay me better than, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much these the assistants nowadays are paid, but if the money is okay, if, yeah, I'll show. Sure, I know. <laughs> I don't have to pay any uh, taxes, etc. As well, right? Then you'd have to. Um, how did how do they do it? Um, open a company abroad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a different story now. Um, awesome. Yesterday, um, I heard that Pakistan has reached the finals of the T20 World Cup. It's, it's. Uh, I think uh, we still cannot believe it. Yeah, I that. mean, uh, I, I am not too, so much into cricket, mm-hmm. but um, I've done my research before. You know, the matches are in the morning, and I'm uh, like not in the morning, but. Yeah, basically in breakfast time. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Pakistan was playing against New Zealand. So, I'm, you know, I've done most of my researchers. So when I do my research in such sport, I, you know, I take few teams and I compare them with other teams in football. Okay. Like, for example, New Zealand, they lost yesterday to Pakistan. And I did my research on New Zealand. They have reached the finals a few, quite a few times. They reached the semifinals as well. So they are, in the beginning, very brilliant and very good. Then in the end, they struggle. But they then, of course, lose as well. And this New Zealand team reminded me on Holland in football. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, Absolutely. They, 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 they have reached the finals as well many times and reached the semi-finals as well. They play brilliant football, but just in the end, um, they just got knocked out. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, uh, Pakistan reached the semi-final because of Holland, uh, like of the Holland cricket team. Yes, yes, you're right. I mean, those who are watching, following the cricket, they know how they have reached it, that they have beat South Af- Africa and South Africa lost their spot in the semi-final and Pakistan just took over. And today, um, I think that um, will start in three, uh, 34 minutes, England against India. So what are your predictions, side for today? According to your research... I don't know. See, also, uh, I mean, I've done my research, but uh, I don't know. Uh, England is a good team. India is a good team as well. I believe, you know, what I, what I believe, like, what, when I've done my research, I think that Virat Kohli is the GOAT in cricket. Okay. He's good, like, he, he's outstanding. He's outstanding, backing. absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's very difficult to get him out. And uh, he's like someone, you know, he sticks there and then he's hitting the sixes and fours and I don't have much knowledge but I'm, 
I think people will agree when I say that he's a good, very good player. And I don't know how many people will agree when I say that he's the god of cricket. No, no, I don't think good. anyone would disagree with you. So I like absolutely. He is uh, one of the goats right now in cricket. And, and he can absolutely. carry, carry, he can carry the team as well. Of course, yes, absolutely. So, um, but still, um, yeah, I mean, any anything can happen today. Honestly, who would have thought that uh, Netherlands would beat South Africa? You know, it's, uh, anything can happen. Whoever's day it is, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the ball as well. Maybe you get pull lucky and you just miss the ball and the ball will hit the wicket and then you just... Yeah, you, meet, you, you never know. Very, you know, thing, sometimes we talk about cricket, cricket is all about, you know, coffee and like that, but in the end you realise that you need to be very concentrated on that spot as well. You need to hit the ball very well as well. You need mm-hmm. to know where... The fielders are standing, and mm. uh, it's not easy, basically. And a bit of luck. Yeah, a lot. I mean, this is like football as well, you know. Some in football you need luck as well. Just like uh, New Zealand dropped, uh, I think, three or four catches of Pakistan yesterday. So, if that wouldn't happen, you know, you never know what would happen, and New Zealand exactly. could be in the final. I mean, um, you know, these teams like Holland or New Zealand, like Holland in football or New Zealand in cricket. They are actually very good, and they deserve like to win. But of course, uh, it is not easy. Uh, this is sport, you know. In sport, you have very good moments as well. But unfortunately, you have also very sad moments as Absolutely, well, which yeah. sticks with you for the whole time. For you, I mean, remember. Uh, yeah, I've got a, a lot of you know friends who are biomimic friends, and I always remind them. Remember, come new 1999. When you were leading one nil and then you lost two one to Manchester United in the last when you conceded two goals in the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. As very, uh, I mean, as I, as you know, I hate Bayern Munich and it's very for me it is a big relief and I'm very happy to tell a story to my Bayern Munich friends and of course I said they don't talk too much to me about football anymore. But this is something I said football uh, sport has its good moments but also its sad moments. So talking about football, what do you think of Bayern Munich versus PSG Champions League fixture? Oh, I think uh, you know uh, my um, uh, it's you know my nephew. Yeah, he is uh, the nine, one who's a YouTube fan. No, no, no the yet. other one. Okay, and uh, he is a Kylian Mbappe fan, and he's unfortunately follow uh, sporting PSG and. Uh, I've told him many, many times the team you shouldn't support because it's not like they're going to win the Champions League. And I told him, <laughs> but do not watch the next matches of PSG and Champions League. <laughs> you will be so you're, you're so confident. Uh, Bayern is doing very well. Yeah, they are, absolutely, yeah. But PSG isn't doing bad as well. I mean, they struggle like, to win against Benfica. And mm. uh, they, if you talk about PSG when they're doing very well, we talk about how they're doing in the French league, which they don't have any opponent. But if it comes to Champions League, they struggle. Okay, let's not say they have no opponent, but yeah, <laughs> it's nothing compared to, of course, Premier League and Bundesliga. Yeah, true. That's, yeah. I, I know that uh, Liverpool has a very difficult uh, opponent as well. It's really much. It's not easy. Oh yeah, but they've faced a lot of times, so it's it's nothing. Um, unusual, you know, like uh, PSG in Bayern. I think it's been a few years now that they have faced each other. But I think Rimbledon and Liverpool are just like probably every year thing now. <laughs> mm, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So, dear listeners, um, we will go now for a short break. And after that, dear listeners, we will talk about children and about their independence and maturity. So, it's going to be very interesting. 
do us a favor, stay tuned with the voice of Slam Radio. Dear listeners, uh, you are listening to the Voice of Islam Breakfast Show. I am Asim Hashmi and you have uh, the one and only Sahil Munir with me. Uh, we will start our first segment. Uh, Sahil, could you kindly introduce what our first segment is? So, the first segment, dear listeners, is basically about turf years old children uh, it is uh, the segment is basically is 12 years a good age for children to become independent awesome awesome um, you know when when I was growing up and I was I used to be a child mm-hmm. I was thinking you know I was hoping to you know to grow older and older and to grow, become like old like mature like become 16 18 so I can do whatever I want to do you know, to be independent and etc. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, I uh, believe that maybe sometimes I thought, okay, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, like say 14, 15, and, uh, you know, I'm mature enough, I can decide for myself as well, etc. But then I realized that basically uh, sometimes it is good to listen to the parents. Not sometimes I'll be always good to listen to the parents, to your parents and to listen to the advices as well. Also, was there time for you as well where you thought, you know, I'm basically I'm mature enough, but then you realize you're not? I didn't, I didn't think I'm mature enough. <laughs> you still think you're not mature no, enough? No, no, when I was a child, of course. <laughs> All right, like in the age of 14. I was, like, a, I was, say, yes, I was a good sir. child. You were, you were a good child? Yes, yes. Uh, I need to talk. I need to ask your father for that. I, mean, <laughs> I need to get in a huge chance. No, uh, I believe you were a good child. I was uh, tr- trying to be a good child. I said I hope I was a good child. But anyhow, um, Asim, what is the gist of the story? So, Sail, according to recent studies, it has been found out that parents and children in the UK believe that children at the age of 12 should be allowed to be a, a bit more independent especially with issues concerning haircuts, mobile phones, uh, homework, etc. Is is this the correct attitude to have or is this a cause for concern? Mm, Okay, maybe haircuts. Uh, Well, you know, nowadays children want to have... You know what sometimes people want to do is they're trying to copy haircuts from different people, Mm -hmm. from celebrities Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe influencers, etc. 
Uh, mobile phones, because I would be very uh, um, careful with that. You remember when this game came out, uh, Blue Wave? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Blue Wave. I remember uh, yeah. that. And then you just got a text message and you just had to click on it and you mm-hmm. were basically part of it, even if you didn't want to be a part of it. And this is very dangerous because people, children, they don't know about this stuff. And then suddenly when they get this, they would be in part of this very dangerous game. And, and recently... We had few, unfortunately, few deaths as well in the UK where children took part in a social media game or, uh, yeah, like social media experiment. I don't know what it's called, where they lost their life as well. Uh, and this is, again, you know, because they had, they were children <clears throat> in the same age, like 12, 13 or 14 years old. And as, because of the silly experiment on social media or the game they were taking part on, they, left, they lost their life as well. So on mobile phone, I would be very careful. Even by on, on homework, sometimes you know, people, I mean, children, as I said, they need someone to be there watching over them. They need to do your homework as well. It's very bad because homework is something where children say, oh, "I don't want to do it." I of course, I mean, most bad. most children would say, "Oh, okay, I'll do it later. I'll do it later," you know, and then the later never comes. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> with experience. What does, I think, um, what does being independent mean? Well, the definition basically, an independent person is one who is not influenced or controlled by others in matters of opinion, conduct or behavior. Uh, the thing that an act according to themselves, which means they're not subject to another's authority or jurisdiction. Uh, for adult, it means getting day to day things done without depending on another to get a, a serious um, course done and duties done. It, it it comes with benefits such as, you know, doing whatever you want, whenever you want, but one should be mature enough to make smart decisions when it, uh, you know, comes to being independent. Despite being independent, one can be easily uh, peer pressured and influenced to make bad decisions, especially at a young age where there's, you know, much pressure to fit in at schools, as you mentioned, you know, clubs, friendship, groups, university, etc. Mentally, one should be able to assess what is right and wrong for themselves in order to be truly independent. So, Sal, the question is whether or not 12-year-old is truly capable of that at that age. If you, you, know, if you, you just mentioned, if it comes to friendship, the groups you're taking, you're paying part of the friends, could be very dangerous as well of because course, you don't, you know, you you don't know what easily, kind of friends there. Yeah, you could easily be um, having wrong friendships people. and they could and be doing some bad stuff and you, you just easily, become, you know? Yeah, yeah like you can become a bully, etc. Mm-hmm. Anything can be happen. And then, of course, wherever you go, you will go with them. Um, this is about you know this is part of it like, because as soon as you enter the school you you, uh, you want to be part of certain people in group as well and if you see someone who's very great and very famous you try to be one of them as well um, and the thing here you know it comes to maturity that if you if you're not mature enough to judge how they are or um, if you're not mature enough to know what is good for you or not or if these people Absolutely. are good for you then you should yeah. then of course then I believe that this age is still not ready because you still you know 12 years old you have got your whole life wonderful you haven't seen much of the life yet you haven't seen how the world works basically you don't know how to you've never never been to workplace you've never been 
you don't know how financial um, system how this, it works. You don't know anything like um, so. I think twelve years old is too young uh, for me. I, I think children, parents should be looking after their children. This uh, um, I think Islam is saying that as well that the parents have a big role into that as well. Absolutely. I mean, Islam, you know, the parents or guardian is permitted to be somewhat strict with the children between the ages of 10 to 12. Uh, should they become slack in offering their prayers? Uh, this does not mean, you know, that they should be treated cruelly or punished. Rather, they should be admonished to the same degree as parents often admonish them for missing school. However, when they reach the age of 12, they should be made to realize that their parents have discharged their duty and from that time on the matter rests between them and God to whom they are answerable. But this does not mean, you know, that they should not be advised, exhorted or admonished because as far as advising them is concerned, it can go on for life if required. It is only the element of strictness which comes to an end when a child reaches the age of 12. As mentioned earlier, um, Hazrat Ismail Islam adopted the same method of love and kind uh, persuasion with the members of his household. The Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, treated the grown-ups in his family in the same manner. It, it is also reported that he used to call out his daughter, Hazrat Fatma, and his son-in-law, Hazrat Ali, to wake them up for Fajr prayer, which is the morning and, prayer. You see that um, did that moment uh, when child reaches this age of ten or twelve, you mm -hmm. see that he is still very independent, and uh, he needs someone to, who can flourish him, who can tell him how the world works. He needed, as you said, advisors are very necessary as a parent. You need to advise your child to do absolutely. To do Even things. at this age, which I am, I, I can be advised by my parents, and which is Truly. good. I, I don't Truly. know any everything, you know. My parents lived more than 50, 60 years and they have seen the world, so I can get so much advice from my parents even at this age. Uh, especially, you know, um, in daily life matters, of course, anyways, and then when you, go, when you become a father as well, then you need advice from parents as well, how to handle your own child. Absolutely, yes. And uh, even then, I mean, you know, um, even here you can see that the parents are looking after us, they're still caring for us. It means that even they think if a parent is looking after his son and he's already married and has already charged, he, they know that he is not capable still of certain things. And this means that you are basically learning your whole life. And till you are not, let's say you're not grown up, so until you haven't seen certain parts of your life, so you haven't learned certain things, you can't make decisions for yourself. Because you will make mistakes people will make mistakes children of course will make mistakes mm -hmm. you know having one bad person as a partner friend you can ruin the life of that child uh, you know one wrong decision uh, can cause so many problems as well uh, it is dangerous indeed and you just mentioned you know the Ismail and prophets even the prophets you know how they would look after the parents uh, listen after the parents as well and they will learn from them as well. This is a this is a reminder for us as well. I think um, as a, mm, a child, you know, because a child is learning uh, from the first moment on. He sees new things as well, but he doesn't know. As I said, he doesn't know how to work. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know how to yeah. spend his money. 
and uh, suddenly if he got money in his hand, maybe he can do some wrong things or bad things, or he can take out few certain things which is wrong as well. Uh, it's 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 such a huge thing. But um, dear listeners, um, we have a short, we have a clip uh, to play in an interview uh, with someone who can explain us more certain things as well in a better way. Um, we will listen to that clip, and after the clip, we will go for the news break. So we will back after the news break. Do us a favor, listen to the clip, and stay tuned with the Voice of Islam Radio. So, dear listeners, I am very delighted to have with me Dr. Julie Shiner, uh, who is a consultant, uh, consulting uh, psychologist, and who's worked in the NSH for several years, and also worked in the private sector, and now working in the charity sector with people who have drugs, alcohol-related difficulties, and also work and have private practice with adults and children. She's specialized in trauma and autism assessment. Dr. Julie Shiner, good morning and welcome to the Vector Show. Morning, nice to be here. Um, we are very delighted to have you in our show. Um, Dr. Shiner, um, in regards of children, yes. I just want to know, what age would you say that a child is mature enough or independent enough? Um, well, I think it very much is dependent on the child, but usually around the age of sort of 12, 13, 14, around those those ages, um, this is when children start to become a bit more independent. Um, so making their own choices and decisions about things and thinking about their own emotional, physical, um, and mental well-being. Okay. And, um, but still, um, what concern can a parent have and how do we basically address them? I suppose parents would have concerns if we think about sort of financial independence, walking to school on their own, um, you know, getting, you know, gaining more independence from parents, but also thinking about, you know, staying away from home overnight, um, you know, getting their own school bags ready, packing their own lunches. I think it's very hard for parents um, because it's so dependent on, on their own children. And and I think the most important thing for parents is to have open and honest discussions uh, with their children about how they're, how they're both feeling. Um, because I think it's for parents, you know, it's, in a, it's a challenging but also a very rewarding um, thing to have kids but also very scary at the same time because kids don't come with manuals and, you know, understandably, we want to keep our children safe. Mm, um, Dr. Julie, um, are there some major signs where a parent can realise now that he is becoming independent? Yeah, I think um, one of the most, well, certainly the children that I work with and see is that when children start to express their own opinions about things, so which might be different to what parents uh, may think, um, walking to school without um, their parents or carers, um, thinking about how to manage their money, for example. So if, you, if you're giving your child pocket money, um, sort of thinking about how does my child manage their money? What are they spending their pocket money on? Are they spending it wisely? Are they spending on things that they want, for example, sweets? Um, even getting children ready for school themselves so they're becoming independent on their own. 
having their own interests outside of the home. So sort of just becoming, moving away slightly from parents and the sort of traditional roles that parents had. Okay. Um, Dr. Julie, I was reading a very interesting article in Dependent where parents say that a child is um, dependent enough at the age of 12. Do you think that 12 is independent, uh, like this age is where you can say that now he's independent, or do you think, because it might be some parents who say, no, he's still too young. He or she is still too young to be dependent. So how can parents manage that? I think the most... The most important thing for parents is to have open and honest conversations with children. That's, and, it, and it sounds really easy to do, but it's not always. So I think being as honest as you can with your children, communicate as much as you can with your children, it's the most important thing. But Dr. Julie, you also said that it depends on the child as well. Um, in regards to that, if the parents see that his child or her, her child is not becoming independent or is failing in some areas, what how, uh, should parents do that in this situation? I think um, if children aren't ready to do that, then there's no point forcing them to do things, but maybe gently encouraging them to do things like maybe smaller chores around the house or when they're in a restaurant, being able to order for themselves, like very small tasks that might feel that a child is able to do. Um, So even, you know, thinking about getting themselves ready for school, for example, just very little things, going into a shop on their own and asking for something. Um, So they're small tasks and maybe work these things out with your child and say, actually, do you think you could go into a shop and buy something on your own? Um, So helping... Um, a child to feel supported by a parent but also knowing for example that a parent might be outside the shop so it's just small tasks and working them out with your child as well so really supporting them in in little things um dr jishina i just got another question um my mind is in regards of social media uh, i remember lately we, we had this social media um where, uh, basically where people were challenging the social media and different uh, apps to do certain things. And I've, I've, it came out on the news that unfortunately some young children have lost their lives because of the challenge as well. How can we make sure that even when they become independent, that they, are, that they know how to use social media? How can we manage that? How can, we, how can a parent make sure that his child is not getting into those challenges of social media? I think this is a really important question and I think as much as parents try and police children on social media, putting as many parental controls in as well for children, um, trying to sort of see what what your children are accessing online because there's a lot of things out there as we know that are going to be potentially harmful for children. Um, So again, having these open and honest conversations and try and put in as many parental controls as possible. Um, just because this is also about protecting children as well, because social media has got a massive impact on children's lives and well-being, and um, and I think it's obviously a very independent. It's a it's a very difficult thing with children to know how much is too far to police them on social media, but also keeping them safe as well. So, you know, even having a computer that's in an open space within the home as well so children don't have too much time on their own um you know and 
checking what they might be looking at online, so checking the cookies, checking the past websites that they're looking at. Um, and it's a difficult one. I think this is a really difficult one with social media because there's so many children who have access to phones and computers and children are under pressure in their peer groups to be able to have the same things as well. But it's also about keeping your child safe um, and being, as, a, as humanly possible, being a responsible parent, but also giving your child that amount of independence as well. But I think social media is, is a different thing to sort of everyday activities. Um, so being as careful as you can with your children and having those open and honest conversations about what they might be looking at online. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you for that. Um, Dr. Jilisha, just last question. Um, coming back to the article I was reading on Independent, yeah. uh, the article mentions aspects such as getting their own haircut, expressing their own opinion, walking to school alone, spending nights away from home, and having monetary independence. Do you think there are some aspects people can overlook that need to be addressed more often? Well, I, I definitely think your point about social media was a really important one because children do have access to things and they are they do have access to to sort of material that we wouldn't wish them to to have a look mm. at. Um, so I think out of everything, social media is is something that we need to be much more aware of than we did ten, twenty years ago. So that's I think out of everything, that's the most important thing. Be aware about what your child is looking at online um, because things are so easily accessed um, by children online and it's um, really easy for them to access inappropriate material that could have a devastating effect on their mental health. No, that's true. Uh, Dr. Julia Shaina, um, thank you for your time and thank you for the questions. Uh, I wish you all the best for the future and thank you for joining the Breakfast Show. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. Dear listeners, we are back from the news break and you are listening to the Voice of Islam Breakfast Show. And we were discussing our first segment, which is, is 12 years old a good age for children to become independent? I think I have a good question, you know, because we are very close friends. I remember when we is both it, is it one of those on the spot questions, style? Yeah, like on the spot because it came into it's like about maturity, you know? Okay. Because yeah. we both we play FIFA on PlayStation. How do you know I play FIFA? I I played against you. I remember when I defeated you a couple of times. It's nothing wrong on losing, but <laughs> the only thing is wrong on losing is when you lose constantly against the same opponent. But okay. anyhow, okay. Go on. but is it like mature enough to say that? Let's say uh, people in the age of 25, 26 are still playing PlayStation. I mean, this is something, you know, if you ask a person who's like 60, you say no. But if you ask now someone who's in the like, in, in, in 30s, mid 30s, mm -hmm. they say, well, there's nothing wrong on it. Yeah, well, what's wrong with it? I, I remember because I remember that. Um, you know, um, Pokemon Go came out. Yes, yes. And yes, I know yes. a lot of people, even those in um, 
middle-aged people, they mm-hmm. have to download the games and mm-hmm. they start catching Pokemons, you know. And the phrase, gotta catch them all, just get famous all everywhere. And people are starting downloading the game and playing it. So if it comes like uh, maturity, does playing uh, does this play a role as well that you are spending too much time in different games, or is it like just part of your life? Or... But Zyle, it all depends. Like uh, as you mentioned, Pokemon Go, you would see people outside you've never seen outside in your life. Mm. Like uh, my, my mom would say, oh, thank God he's gone outside, you know, <laughs> to catch some Pokemons. So you would, <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I would like go with my friends. I would, I would text me, text me, let's go out and go to the like park and, yeah, you know, catch the Pokemons. Like you're walking, you, you're having a good fresh air and, you know, spending an hour or two outside. And you, did you have like a particular type of Pokemon you want to, you no, would no, love to catch? anything, anything. Anything, yeah. So do you know differences between no, small no, and big? Huh? No, no. What is your favorite Pokemon, by the way? Uh, I've, I've, I haven't played it for long. No idea. Uh, <laughs> no, I forgot the names, honestly. Oh, yeah, well, my my nephew asked me once this question, and I got like very uh, struggled to answer. <laughs> I, I, I like the Batman. the one with the fire, the orange one. <laughs> oh, I don't know what the name is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my nephew asked me, and I just suddenly said. Um, uh, I said like uh, I don't know Batman maybe. <laughs> I said it's not Pokemon. All right, okay. Okay, so we were discussing. <laughs> Let's get back to our segment. Uh, Sile, yeah. would you explain the stages of development in a child, and what stage indicates a necessity of some sort of independence? Well, you know, um, in child development, I think there are multiple stages. Mm-hmm. And um, most often, seven distinct stages are identified, like uh, prenatal development, infancy, and toddlerhood, or early childhood, mm-hmm. middle childhood, yeah. or early adulthood, middle adulthood, or late adulthood. So, you know, um, with each stage the child gains more independence such as being able to eat on their own walk on their own talk for themselves and so much more but uh, however most will not be financially independent until they find a job at age like it could be any age could be uh, you finish your new university you start working at the age of let's say 24 mm-hmm. or maybe earlier or maybe uh, later so this is the age when you possibly will work, will have money as well, and then you pay taxes as well. You know, um, this is where uh, you know you will have a new life and new independence. You will come to. You will learn more things. So you know, these are the things you know play a big role in life as well. Um, when you uh, as I said, when you start working, you you will pay taxes as well. You will not mm-hmm. only pay taxes as well. You will look after certain maybe your parents, maybe you're married after your wife, or your wife will look after you. It depends who's working, depends who's earning more money, etc. Right? Yeah. First, you will not understand what taxes are. Then you will ask your parents. So that means you're still not uh, independent. You're still uh, the first thing you will do is you you will get the check of your uh, yeah. uh, and uh, and you will be very happy to see the numbers mm-hmm. and then you will go scroll, go down go down and say oh no I'm leaving this money for this this this, this and you will be very disappointed and then you will ask your parents why is this and then they will explain you this is because this is life no uh, of course um, 
it's playing a big role. But you know, um, for example, awesome, when I the first work or job I have done was when I was maybe 14 or 15, when I was um, basically I was in, uh, I was distributing newspapers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of children. And bit, this is like the yeah. you know the first thing, or I don't know, maybe children start earlier when they may sell their own made milk shakes or juices, the orange mm. juices they've made for, let's say, 50 pence in a day. This is something, you know, they come into it and then they start earning the money and then obviously they want to spend the money or they save the money. And this is, like, they have a small, like, let's say, step, uh, make their first small steps into that. Mm -hmm. But later on, when they are working permanently, they, they this is when they will see that how difficult it is and what changes it can be. But um awesome. Yes. Like you know um like uh, what I'm asking what I want to know is that uh, what are the advantages advantages and disadvantages of such independence at this age? Of course, of course everything has advantages and disadvantages, you know. So the pros are that uh, increased amount of confidence which is is really good thing you know when you're forced to make your own decisions and to act quick for your own benefit you gain a lot of empathy and respect for yourself which makes uh, you know making mistakes uh, more bearable this will automatically increase your confidence and allow you to work out things without fear as you have uh, you know confronted the same situation again and again until it becomes like a habit uh, another pro is uh, that uh, decreased emotional turmoil you know being completely emotionally and physically dependent on some it can take away from your individuality and your ability to work for yourself as you entire energy is drained in someone else this can be horrific for your mental health but that does not mean to say that being close to your family and friends and being able to rely on them makes you dependent on them. It is important that you have relations and maintain them. If they are here to help you in tough times, such good help should be welcomed with open arms without feeling like you have failed something. Financial freedom. The knowledge that you are not reliant on anyone to pay your bills or rent or splurge on yourself in liberating financial independence can reduce your stress because you are in control of your life. A healthy decision making. You will be the only one who is able to understand the issues you are confronted with best. Therefore being independent gives you the choice to make those decisions with your own full force rather being you know shoved to the side by another party uh, taking over also increased opportunities you work on your own timetable meaning that you can meet new people travel join clubs go to the gym whenever you want this opens up a whole new world of friends connections and relationships that you are completely in control of but of course there are some cons, some disadvantages. Um, like if you're not mature enough or educated enough to make your own decisions, this will likely result in bad choices. Therefore, you know, throwing independency upon young children can likely lead them 
to abuse their new freedoms by wasting and spending time on the wrong activities and actions. So parents will need, you know, to teach and guide their children to make good decisions upon reaching an ideal age of independency. Therefore, as we always touched, you know, the Islamic point, it is encouraged in Islam to pray for your future children and also become the ideals you wish them to follow in the path of. So, Hazrat Mizra Masrur Ahmad, uh, the fifth caliph, may Allah strengthen his hand, states in a Friday sermon in July 14, 2017, that as I mentioned, Allah the Exalted has taught us prayers in the Holy Quran to be blessed with virtues of spring. This is the prayer of the Prophet Zechariah, which is, My Lord, grant me from thyself pure offsprings. Surely thou art the hearer of prayer. So we should pray for virtues, progeny, as well as an act in virtuous and pious manner which are the characteristics of virtuous people and prophets in order to safeguard our progeny from the evil influences of the time it is necessary that both the husband and the wife should act in a virtuous manner um, you know many children uh, due to parental neglect are forced to grow up quick during their own childhood the independency is often looked back with their remorse and sadness, knowing that as an adult you have lost a precious time that cannot be regained by any means. Uh, childishness should be welcomed with open arms by parents at the age of being a child is the age of which you know you wish your child makes most of their mistakes while learning from them in a healthy and happy manner, preparing them adequately for the independency in the early adulthood. So in the uh, Holy Quran, uh, Surat Luqman, verse 13 to 27, uh, Prophet Luqman um, advised his son on the rights and wrongs of one's conduct in regards to religion and life. So the Prophet here sets an example for all parents to raise their children accordingly by giving them advice when it is needed most and to guide them on the right path so that they can use their independency in a manner that benefits them and their missions. So, of course, everything is, you know, in moderation is key to life. You can't expect someone to be, you know, you know, independent at something that haven't been taught or exposed to. It is natural for a young adult to look back at those their trust for little guidance as we always do and we will still do therefore you cannot always be independent and that is a good thing as it means you all you are also constantly learning as we mentioned before i mean uh, like uh, often you you will always be the child of your mother right of course no doubt. and she will always look at you and uh, in the same way like she will always remember the little baby she was carrying around and uh, even mm-hmm. though that baby is now grown up but you always be the child and she will think that um, you still need some support and help as well it's like the father will do as well of course, so of the father course, figures yeah. and she will be there as well uh dear listeners um we have a short clip to play as well uh enjoy this short clip and then after the uh the break be back so do us a favor stay tuned with the voice of some radio and enjoy the show
بلوڈ حضور السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ مائی نیم از علی بخ سلمان نور اینڈ مائی کوشچن از ون آر پیرنٹس کولڈ از او پنش از وی سم ٹائمس سی وائی از دس ویل کریٹڈ اینڈ وائی شوڈ اللہ الاؤ دیز تھنگس ٹو ہیپن سو وٹ کین وی ڈو ٹو پریونٹ دیز ٹائپس آف تھوٹس جزاک اللہ The first thing is that uh, your parents should not uh, punish you on so small things. Eh? They not, should not scold you on, on, on small things, right? Some, some petty things. They should, you see, politely and kindly advise you that you should do this and do that and behave well. And if you are... disobeying all the instructions of your parents and putting them in trouble, then sometimes they punish you. If you are not doing your studies and even doing some bad things, then obviously you will be punished. But on small, small petty things, they should not do like this. Even Muslim Islam has said that I don't like that parents punish their children on small and petty things. Even they should tolerate each and everything of their children and pray for them, that Allah Ta'ala reform them and remove their shortcomings and, and, and uh, problems, right? So first of all, parents should pray to Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala make their children well-behaved, good, pious, and uh, obeying the instructions and commandments of Allah Ta'ala. So, this is the first thing. Then if in any case, if we think that they are right when they are punishing, then we should also, now you are grown up, you should also realize that Allah Ta'ala has not created this world just for creating this world. Or nothing is in vain. But uh, there are some people who do not understand and follow the instruction of Allah Ta'ala. So, first thing is that uh, your parents should not uh, behave like a senseless person. Secondly, especially for the girls, they should not punish the girls. I don't like the parents should punish the girls. Huh? They should punish boys more than the girls. Hmm? If they do like this, then you will be happy, eh? right? <laughs> so when you are well behaved, nobody will scold you. You cannot blame Allah Ta'ala why He has created this world. Human beings should be of such a standard that it goes beyond the level of the angels even, right? If every person realizes their duty towards Allah Ta'ala, then Of course, you will see your parents will not punish you, even show anger to you. So in this way, if you are following all the commandments of Allah Ta'ala, I think not, nothing will happen like this. So if you are only blaming your parents, you should also see yourself that are you obeying all the commandments of Allah? And even after that, if your parents are still not happy with you, then we can say the parents are not good, but children are good, <laughs> right? But, eh? okay.
when when you become a parent then you should use this lesson for for your children right when, when one day inshallah you will be mother when you are mother then you take care of your children in a proper way so that they are they become the good asset for the community Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Dear listeners, welcome back to the breakfast show. Uh, we are discussing and probably end of the first segment, which is Is 12 years old a good age for children to become independent? I think Asim, uh, we just discussed it as well that mm-hmm. in the eyes of your children, uh, in your sorry, in the eyes of your parents, you always be that child, and obviously you all they will always look after you. So in this one sense, they see us still a bit immature because they always want to uh, perfect us or to make us the things right for us. But Asim, um, in regard of everything, I think uh, you know. Um, to have a child is a huge blessing from Allah. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. But having parents is also a huge blessing. As Allah said in the Holy Quran, that mm-hmm. um, who, uh, that the paradise lies under the feet of your mother. Um, I think um, because we haven't talked much about that as well. Uh, that appreciation for parents is very important as well. Absolutely. Uh, if you remember back, like asking you, might as well. I'm sure you have also that moment where you think that I remember my father, my parents, my mother. They did this for me, and even without them, I wouldn't be able to be that and that and that. Like we missionaries, but I think that we are missionaries because of the support and help of our parents as well. And even nowadays, you know, um, in everything, um. Our parents will help us. They will tell us, uh, "Listen, you need anything that us now." It's like they want us. They support us, you know. Of and course, then, I mean, even at this age, uh, like I, I got a new car. Um, I didn't know some things. I just called up my dad, and he just told me everything. You know, do this, do that, check this, check this before buying it, check that. So of course, I'm still like um, I'm quite old for you know. But uh, I still need my parents, of course, absolutely. We are independent, not independent, but we are like yes, we we we, we need them mm-hmm. to be there. Um, I think, uh, of course, uh, it's important as well that um, we should look after our children as well. Um, as, like for us, we are young parents, and uh, it's very sometimes it's still very strange for me to say that I'm a father of a child because. For me, it is something new. I just looked back three years ago. I've, I've been the child of my father, and mm-hmm. now I'm the father of my own child. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it is very strange. It's something very new for me as well, and for you as well. Um, we haven't looked at that point as well, but um, as I said, it's a blessed blessing, blessing from God to have a child. Uh, to and uh, but it also brings a lot of you know 
No, I understand why our parents are looking after us, or they used to look after us, why they used to be very careful, because you are very, I mean, I always scared, like, since I have a son, I'm always scared what would happen to my son, if he's okay, if he's right, if he's going out, even if he goes to nursery, I'm just like, you know, you never know, you just feel scared, and you thought mm-hmm. out, mainly with your son, or your child, or your daughter, so, uh, and I believe that it's the same, you know, with my with our parents. But I remember when, you know, when I would leave the house for school, my mother would watch after me from the window until I would uh, cross the street. And uh, until I would, like, not be, uh, be, like, I would go further away so you couldn't see me. But till that moment, till the point of she would often <laughs> always watch from the window. Uh, across the street carefully did I look left and right as well absolutely I remember when I was young uh, in Germany and uh, so we would have like a long road uh, which you could see from the window and you could actually see at the end of the road that there was a school so I used to I used to go and then see behind you and then my mother's watching me and she would stay there until I actually reached the school so <laughs> I mean, that, that, like, like, of course, you will be sometimes feel embarrassed because it's one of your friends. But you know, you miss these things. Of course, yeah. And uh, therefore, you are very grateful. And mm-hmm. uh, the dear listeners, we shouldn't forget that everything we have, everything we have gained, everything we have learned, it is because our parents, the help and support we got from our parents, and uh, we should be very grateful for them as well. And we should. Uh, pray for them as well that God gives them a healthy and long life. In Islamic teaching, God has explained the big role of parents, and He also explained that how, how important they are and why we should pray for them. And uh, you know, Allah has explained it in a very extreme way uh, that we should support our parents, that, that we should look after them, and we shouldn't make any odd comments like "oof" when they pay or something, or when they get older that we should be patient but he, as I said in a very extreme way God has explained the love of the plans they, they have for us and the, the same love we should have for them as well um, but um, Asim now uh, coming back uh, to the main topic uh, yes. I just want to know that you know um, what is the ideal age of dependency in your opinion and how much should be given at the age of 12 like uh, what is a different uh, time? Uh, I mean, different times, maybe or different countries, uh, maybe different. But what is nowadays? What do you think? What is the current? What is your new opinion? Perfect age of a child to be now independent. Um, you know, by all logical means, it seems the answer of you know for people living in the West, it it in such great condition. You know, it sh- should be at the age of independence. It should be. In my opinion, as well, eighteen to twenty-one, the eight, uh, you know, at which most students will be off to university, will be nearing financial independence away from their parents for the first time. However, you know, this doesn't mean that uh, younger children should be bereft from from all independencies. You know, parents should teach their children to be more independent as they grow up, uh, which means that you know, twelve years old. Uh, children should have some basic rights to privacy and should be able to do a few things of their own, uh, especially considering that they have entered secondary school at that age. 
but definitely 12 years old is i wouldn't say completely independence but just give them some uh, independence in some things you know but of course um i believe that uh, 18 to 21 or when they've started working that's uh, when they sh- can be independent but of course even the age after that um you need your parents absolutely absolutely i agree with you um the listeners anuman bin bashir liver someone said the messenger of allah said treat your children fairly treat your children fairly and this is what the whole the house reminded us in the short clip that we should treat the children very fairly as well um i think asam it's so much we can discuss on this point mm-hmm. as well um, yeah. we have learned from our parents but time is short we need to carry on with the show and with the next segment the listeners we will go now for a short break and after the short break we will back with the next uh, topic which is the western youth has been consuming drugs at the highest rate since the 1980s and what can be done with this issue so this is going to be very interesting uh, do us a favor stay tuned with the voice of Islam radio we will back after the short break Allah. Allah. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. In the name of Allah the most gracious ever merciful, dear listeners, welcome back to the Breakfast Show. My name is Shah Mir Ahmed and I am here with my friend Asmashmi. Asm, um as you as it's announced before, and we will come to our second segment which is the western youth has been consuming drugs at the highest rate since the 1980s uh what can be done with this issue um do me do me a favor sir can yes. you please read out the gist for our listeners absolutely so the gist of the story is that a recent survey from a national institute of health revealed that young americans between the ages of 19 to 30 have the highest rate of consuming cannabis and hallucinogens since 1980s the national institute of drug abuse director dr nova nora volkov says young adults are in a critical life stage and honing their abilities to make uh, informed choices understanding how substance use can impact their formative choices of young adulthood in critical twelve position the new generations for success she added interesting um of course uh often if it comes to drugs um this is something that I was used to make a full stop even in my company if someone would know who I would know you consuming drugs i would of course try to help make sure you uh, will stop that part and this is something you know very dangerous uh, and stillness this is something you should watch after each other as well if they don't come in contact with this um ask them how is now um, how now there is what are the ways of using drugs so um one of the drugs mentioned is cannabis which is a class b drug in the uk which is often dubbed as 
marijuana, grass, pot, weed, or dope. It's a psychoactive drug that is often used uh, recreationally. The effects uh, exper- experienced by the drug often vary, you know, person to person. But um, typical effects constitute of, you know, pleasant euphoria, a sense of relaxation, a sense of happiness, a, a sense of confusion, paranoia, etc. So the main um, psychoactive ingredient in cannabis is a THC, which stimulates the part of your brain that responds to pleasure like food and sex, that unleashes a chemical uh, called dopamine, which gives you, you know, that described euphoric, relaxed feeling. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, Genesis in chapter 2, verse 220 in the Holy Quran, it is stated that they asked thee concerning wine and the game of hazard. Say, in both there is great sin and also advantage for man, but sin is greater than the advantage. And they ask thee what they should spend. Say, what you can spend, does, does Allah make his commandments clear to you that you may reflect? <coughs> Asim, God has said that there are things which are greater sins, but also advantages. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing that, um, of course, we are alcohol, we take alcohol uh, medicine, which is a good advantage for us. Yes, absolutely. But um, I remember you mentioned a few drugs, uh, that uh, drugs of type 2, um, which, uh, which are clarified as drug 2, which of course are very dangerous. But um, I remember that Hazrat Umar, uh, uh, Ibn Umar, sorry, narrated that Holy Prophet said that every intoxicant is khamar wine, and every khamar is unlawful. So, in this sense, it's very clear that what it's very dangerous about what we should stay away. But um, I just wanted to know, you know, Asim, for our listeners, if you can just clarify what are the effects of these drugs. So, Sahil, basically for cannabis, the effects are, um, you know, disturbance to mental health. Also, distortion of thinking that, you know, can cloud your senses and judgment. It may result in heightened senses, uh, lowered uh, inhabitants, a distortion of your sense of time, bad motor skills. But if you put a risky situation under the influence of the drug, it could lead to bad uh, consequences. Eventually, you can get hooked, leading to an addiction. So the promised Messiah as states in Malfuzad, volume 2, page uh, 243, that when a person becomes addicted to drugs, then it becomes difficult for him to stop. What are drugs? One of, or, you know, on the other hand, it can destroy life, and on the other hand, they're also a sustenance for life. If a drug addict does not get a dose of the drug, then his condition can reach to death. Uh, also, effect is uh, ir- irritation to the lungs. I- you know, if you smoke the drug, it can reduce and ease any pain you might be in, and can even relax your anxieties. It can boost your appetite. This effect is often referred uh, to as the uh, munchies, I- increased heart rate, 
drugs and drinking often go on hand in hand therefore it increases the dangers of um, alcohol poses uh, but for your uh, typical hallucinogens, you may experience increased heart rate, nausea, intensified feelings, and sensory experience such as, um, you know, seeing brighter colors. It, it changes in sense of time. For example, the feeling that, you know, time is passing by slowly. Excessive sweating, a panic. Uh, paranoia, which is extreme, unreasonable distrust, distrust of others, uh, increase of blood pressure, um, breathing rate, or body temperature. Um, also, on the other hand, loss of appetite, dry mouth, sleep problems, uh, spiritual experiences, feeling of relaxation, uh, relaxation, uh, and some long-term effects consist of you know persistent psychosis, hallucinations, uh, persisting uh, uh, perception disorder, which is HPPD. So, I everything you just mentioned is very, sounds very dangerous as well, but why people, are people using drugs anyways? So, it's, it's so dangerous. I mean, there could be different things, uh, you know, they may be struggling with mental health issues. Or may just be feeling a bit low and, you know, they use these drugs and feel at ease. The muscle relaxes. Therefore, you, you know, um, they escape and it's basically to ease your pain and suffering. Also, increased performance at school, work or sport is another reason why people may take, uh, you know, to drugs. Curiosity. Some people just think, you know, what are these? What do, do they do to you? So just a curiosity about all these drugs. Um, as we have mentioned in the last segment, to fit at school, university with your friends and classmates, which is a, a big factor. You know, you just choose your friends uh, carefully and not get in the wrong group. Uh, just to feel good. Some people might just use drugs to feel good. And also the worst thing is addiction. And in, in current context, uh, the never-ending lockdowns have caused uh, teens to act out with, you know, the renewed freedoms, rebellion and quick changes made uh, since the pandemic have, have also uh, saw an increase of drug intake. Um, it, uh, if we look at uh, the Islamic point that it was narrated by Hazrat Abu Huraira. Uh, he said that the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, the adulterer is not a believer at the moment when he is committing adultery and the wine drinker is not a believer at the moment when he is drinking wine and the thief is not a believer at the moment when he is stealing and the robber is not a believer at the moment when he is robbing and people are looking on. So, well, Asim, um, uh what would you advise people who are taking drugs or who, who want to get rid of that? I mean, first of all, I would um, advise them to reach out to their family, um, get help from them. Um, there are some authorities who help you get rid of those drugs. Of course, it can be painful if you're uh, like already addicted. It may take some days, months or even years for some people. But um, I would definitely advise people, you know, to take 
some help, especially your relatives, your parents, or your spouse, or even. No, interesting. Also, there's professional help as well, but where people can get help as well. Um, so, awesome. Just one question, because coming to the end of the show, what is the allure behind these drugs that younger age pupils are now being held captive by them now more than ever? So, aside from mental health perspective, the you know the they promise the youth that they can feel differently, better, or they can feel nothing at all. Uh, teenagers and young adults will often experience burdens to do everything now. So, a momentary ex uh, you know the ex escapes begin to take more value in one's life, and drugs are an escape. So the idea of doing something forbidden banned and illegal you know has always been thrilling many of the drugs mentioned in this uh, show basically are class a b and c which are illegal drugs so young people want to fit in university atmospheres can be very unforgiving to those who don't at last drink as most social gatherings consisting of you know drinking and partying so if you don't participate you can often become lonely isolated or worse so in the mind of young adult, considered a uh, bore and not worth the time spent with. Yeah, listeners, um, we have also a short audio clip to play for you. Uh, we will be back after that clip. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Zul, beloved Hazur. Nice long. My name is Madiha Bashir Taju. My question is, drugs is being spread to a large extent in our schools nowadays. Some students are even selling drugs at school. What advice can Huzur give us to protect ourselves and our children against this? And is it possible for Jamaat to build our own school? Yes, normally, you know, it is everywhere in the world nowadays. This is a big mafia which is causing all this problem. They are utilizing school children to sell their drugs. They give them a small amount of drug in the beginning, free of cost. And when they are addicted, then they ask them, okay, we shall give you these things uh, free of cost if you give us some favor and sell these things for us among your fellow students or other people. So, see, the society is now completely corrupted. There are no morals in the society. They don't care what they are doing with their children, with the children of the nation. So, everybody is now selfish. So we should try to let our children know that these are the bad things and we should avoid the company of those students or those people who are doing these bad jobs, right? So this is the only way that uh, we have to be very vigilant, keep eye on those people and then whenever they, you see they are doing this, admonish them advise them and 
and also the, the the main thing is to pray for your children that they are not involved in such type of habits so it's very much difficult even governments are against it so if you come to know about some person who is uh, destroying the life of your children then you can inform the concerned authorities to take action against those people right so the thing is that we have to be watchful eh with regards to the behavior of children and their day to day activities and then pray for them as well that they are not involved in such type of habits you're listening to the voice of islam radio broadcasting on dab and via the internet 24 hours a day so dear listeners we just listened to a short clip of his holiness advising us on drugs yes sir good advice in the end he gave like look after your children and mm-hmm. to pray for them as well um dear listeners of course there are help uh, everywhere um, if you need treatment for drug addiction you are entitled onto nsh care in the same way as anyone else who has a health problem and with the right help and support it's possible for you to get drug free and that stay that way uh now where to get help for drugs a gp is a good place to start they can discuss your problems with you and get you onto treatment they may offer you treatment at this practice to or refer you to a, your local drug service if you're not comfortable talking to a gp you can approach your local drug treatment service yourself visit the frank website to find local drug treatment service if you're having trouble finding the right sort of help call the frank drug helpline on O-3-O-O-1-2-3-6-6-0-0. and they can talk to you through all your options the listeners uh we are coming to the end of the show uh but before we go awesome uh t- please tell us our tell our listeners that what is the best of course um, uh, um there are many many ways we just mentioned about the nsh as well mm-hmm. and uh, that uh, online help as well um is of uh, tell us our listeners how company plays a big role as well to live a drug free life uh, sorry what was your question how a good company plays a big role to live a drug free life um a company uh, would you would you mind answering the question of course like uh, you know that we have good friends in the side as well as some uh, who can look after you of course uh, in in your uh, society that people you living with that they are also living a drug free life like you do as well awesome absolutely um, sir i mean if, if uh, it all depends you know what your co- company is if you have a bad company and um they're all using drugs so you automatically uh, unfortunately might be using drugs as well so that's what we always say to the children the parents should always uh, look out for what their children are uh, b- being friends with you know it's it's a big part how your child is uh, molded into a, a, a bigger person uh, friends have a big impact in your life absolutely and what advice would you give in the end as well for our listeners so uh, i mean what advice is stay away from drugs 
no, truly perfect. You said, dear listeners, um, now we are coming to the end of the show. Um, if you, <coughs> sorry, sorry for that. If you enjoy the show, you can do listen to the show again anytime and SoundCloud. And um, if you really like the show as well, then I'm very happy for that. I'm very grateful for you asking you answers, your advices you gave in the end, and how you helped people to stay away from stress. I'm sure people will take advantage from that as well. Dear listeners, um, a big thanks goes out to our producers, Arfa and um, Safia, and of course to our researchers, Barita and Hania, and of course to our tech guys sitting uh, on the other uh, room, Dishan Sab, thank you for your support and help as well, dear listeners. Uh, if you want to learn more about Islam, you can stay tuned with the Voice Islam Radio. If you want to learn, or if you want to listen to another episode of Breakfast Show, you can do so tomorrow at the same time as my uh, two friends, uh, Walid Sab and Tokir Ahmed, will be there presenting the show. Uh, it's going to be very interesting tomorrow as well. Dear listeners, thank you for uh, uh, joining, and I wish you all the best for the future. Uh, so I, I just found out that India is playing against. England so if you are watching the match do enjoy the match as well and hopefully the best one will win so thank you for joining and until next time assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh peace and blessings of Allah be with you all